The New Jersey Devils signed Thomas Hickey to a PTO deal. And also, what do I think about the ads on jerseys at their current state? And who should be in high mains and who should be in low mains for New Jersey Devils going into the preseason? We have a lot to dissect in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So the New Jersey Devils have made a signing. They signed Thomas Hickey to a PTO deal, so they're going to let him try out during the course of training camp and preseason to see if maybe he can make the roster for the New Jersey Devils. So here's my overall opinion about PTO deals in general. I feel as though it's just basically something you take with a grain of salt. I don't really anticipate anything big uh, from PTO signings, and I think a lot of people can back me up on that claim. However, you can find some diamonds on the rough. So last year when the New Jersey Devils signed three players to PTO deals, I didn't anticipate any of them to make the roster, but Jimmy VC was able to surprise a lot of people during preseason, and he was also very um, – helpful on special teams for the New Jersey Devils. And it got to a point where we could have used Jimmy VC as a trade pawn at the trade deadline, but ultimately he remained the entire season with the New Jersey Devils. And now I believe he signed a new deal with the New York Rangers, but uh, digressing a little bit, the New Jersey Devils signed Thomas Hickey to a PTO deal, and he does have a respectable track history. So first I'm going to talk about what Thomas Hickey potentially brings to the New Jersey Devils. And and then I'm going to talk about like whether or not I would want him or if there's any room on the roster for someone of his caliber. Now, here's the thing about Thomas Hickey. He is a longtime New York Islanders. Now, the, the main priority for the New Jersey Devils during the course of this offseason was to get veteran leadership. And Thomas Hickey certainly provides that. He's 33 years of age. He's been playing in the NHL since the 2012-2013 campaign. Once again, he played his entire career with the New York Islanders, and he actually has a pretty respectable career because during the 2017 and 2018 season, he was able to have a plus-minus of plus 20, and that actually led the Islanders for that season. Another big thing about Hickey was that he was able to represent Canada during the World Junior Championship in 2007 and 2008, and also 2008 and 2009, and he was named a team captain for Canada in 2008 and 2009. And he helped them win a gold medal in both tournaments. So, you know, he has that respectable track history. He has that experience. And I feel as though that's just another decent addition that the New Jersey Devils could use on their roster. Now, here's the slight problem for Thomas Hickey. I just don't think there's any room on the roster to uh, have someone of his service. Because you got to keep in mind, we got Dougie Hamilton. We got Ryan Graves. We got Jonas Siegenthaler. We have Damon Severson. We got uh, Marino. We also got Smith. So where do you plug in Hickey in that sort of instance? Do you trade Smith out for Hickey or something of that nature? And then you also got to keep in mind that we got Simone Nemetz. We got Luke Hughes. We got a few other defensemen like Riley Walsh, Nikita Ahotuk in the pipeline as well for the New Jersey Devils. And it's one of the things I talked about 
during the course of this offseason when we brought Brendan Smith aboard, I just felt as though it, it was taking a roster spot away from someone like Luke Hughes or um, someone like Simone Nemetz once they get ready to play in the NHL, then are we giving them their potential spot to someone else? Like, why don't we leave that spot open and rotate it with other players so that way we can see who's ready for the NHL and who's not? Because I, I, I believe that someone like Nikita Ahotuk, Riley Walsh, Kevin Ball, they were able to uh, prove that they're at least somewhat ready for the NHL, but maybe if they're given more reps, maybe they can do bigger things. So that was my overall mindset. Just leave one defensive role open for those three players and just see where they fit in. But I'm not really complaining about Brendan Smith, but I, I just don't like anticipate anything big from him. And th this kind of goes towards Thomas Hickey's situation as well, because like I said, Thomas Hickey has a respectable track history. He's been, he's been playing in the league for a good while, for 10 years, all with the New York Islanders organization. He's appeared in playoff games, and he's led the team in plus-minus before, and he's also he was also a team captain for Team Canada. So I would love to have someone like Thomas Hickey on the roster, and if he were to hypothetically make the roster for the New Jersey Devils, I'd be all for that, but it's just like there's really no room for him, and his production isn't really there because – Last season, he only appeared in two games for the New York Islanders, and uh, he was really only playing in the AHL this past year. And it, it, it just goes – if you just look at the previous few years for Thomas Hickey as well, it's been mostly AHL stints as opposed to NHL stints. So it's just like I think he's on the other side of his better days. Maybe it, under certain circumstances, maybe he could play for the Utica Comets because I think they can also use someone of his uh, – caliber to help guide the young players but uh I, I just don't know how the circumstance would work in that sort of way so that's my overall thing i would love to have thomas hickey in the organization in more ways than one i don't think he would make the nhl roster but if there's any chance that he could play for utica or something of that nature if they would allow him to i, I guess under some sort of like a veteran sort of deal then i i wouldn't complain about that either because either way he would be helping the young uh, players develop in the right direction. So, yeah, Thomas Hickey would love to have him on the roster. I think he has a great track history. I think, um, you know, even though the production is not really there, the experience is certainly there. And like I just said moments ago, that was the main focal point for New Jersey Devils during the course of the offseason to no longer be the youngest team in the NHL. So getting someone like Thomas Hickey, I'd be for it, but I just don't see any room of that happening just based on, who we have on the roster right now. So let me know what you guys think about Thomas Hickey and his overall stance and the potential uh, deal of him maybe making the New Jersey Devils roster. I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. But before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning and it comes from our friends at Athletic Greens. So the reason I started uh, taking Athletic Greens was just because I wanted to be happier. I wanted to be healthier. Obviously, I don't really have a good sleep cycle, especially moving out to the West Coast. But the thing about AG1 is that it is just one delicious scoop. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all those things. And here's the thing about AG1. Its lifestyle is friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, 
or artificial anything while tasting good supports better sleep quality and recovery supports better mental clarity and alertness and it's one thing that's the best uh about athletic greens is that it uses best of the best products based on the latest science and constant product iterations and third-party testing so here's the thing right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different supplements or pills to look after your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune support and vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash nhl network again that's athleticgreens.com slash nhl network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance okay let's talk about something that people are very passionate about and that is ads on jerseys now Let's rewind the clocks a little bit because I think this announcement was made by the NHL a little over a year ago. And I said, like, I'm okay with um, the NHL adding ads to the jersey just because, you know, we see it in the NBA. And I think they did a good job of incorporating a sponsor onto their respective jersey. I said, if it turns into like a NASCAR fire suit, that's when you start to have a problem. But it has to be done correctly. Now, Here's the thing about ads on jerseys and basically what I've been seeing so far. And I guess a good example would have to be the Montreal Canadiens and how they're doing it so far. It just seems like the if you're watching on YouTube, you'll understand what I'm saying. But if you're not, if you're listening on podcast streaming service, I'll do my best to describe it. When you look at the ad on the jersey, it just feels as though that uh, what, what's that ad RBC for uh, the Montreal Canadiens? It feels as though that blue for the uh, ad doesn't match the Montreal Canadiens blue because if you look, the Montreal Canadiens have a dark navy blue sort of, whereas this is a light blue uh, in terms of the RBC ad. So it just doesn't really mesh up really too well. So a good example that I'll use, and I'll put it up on YouTube once again, is the Chicago Bulls ads on jerseys because they're also a red team, but in order to incorporate the sponsor, they turn it white. Or if you look at a team like the Lakers, they uh, were able to transform their ad into their respective colorways as well. So that's my overall thing with ads on jerseys for the NHL, which is I think it's I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm not going to fault them for it. But if it turns into a NASCAR fire suit, if it turns into some of those uniforms that we see overseas, that's a problem where the sponsor is taking more of the attention than the actual logo uh, of the team so yeah that's my thing i just feel as though it's a rough cut right now it's a work in progress but i just i I just think that they need to change the colorway of the ad so that way it meshes a little bit better with that said jersey so i hope that makes sense in that regards and i just wanted to touch on that briefly not going to make a full segment about this because i don't want to stretch it but that's my overall stance when it comes to the ad placements on jerseys all for it. We see it all the time. And whether you want to admit it or not, we already do see the ads on jerseys because, you know, uh, the Adidas logo is on the jersey as well. That's basically an ad on a jersey. Just got to mesh it correctly so that way it's not like sticking out and it's the first thing you notice when looking at your team's uh, jersey. So, courtesy of one of my associates, Jake Wakeley, he's a friend of the show, he's appeared on it before. He sent me a DM courtesy of Ryan Novosinski about some players who are on high maintenance for the New Jersey Devils and some players who are on 
low maintenance. So I presume when you mean high maintenance, it means like they're working out extensively. They're always at the rank. They're doing this, that, and a third, so that way they can uh, just gear up for the season a little bit better. And then, you know, if you're low maintenance, you're not really a priority. They trust that you're going to do well. So basically, we're going to look at some um, players who I feel as though should be on high maintenance and players I feel like should be on low maintenance for the New Jersey Devils. And, and this is just basically my opinion, and I will give you guys my reasoning for it um, after each player that I list. So when looking at the New Jersey Devils and their overall structure, let's look at some of the players that should be on high maintenance and some of the players that should be on low maintenance. So Jack Hughes, low maintenance because – He's our franchise piece. He's coming off an injury-plagued year. There's no reason to uh, overwork Jack Hughes at this point. So Jack Hughes should be on low maintenance, and they should be monitoring him extensively because we really need Jack Hughes to take a few steps forward. He's our franchise piece. He is going to be the engine to our to our car, and if he is not running, then this car is not running. So I need Jack Hughes to be on low maintenance, but at the same time, he needs to be somewhat effective. Now, Nico Heischer, controversial, high maintenance, because I need Nico Heischer to take a step forward. And look, I get it that a lot of people predicted that Nico Heischer is going to be that breakout player for the New Jersey Devils. I still stand by my opinion by saying that I think it should be just for Brat. But at the same time, Nico Heischer is our leader, and we really need him to take a few steps forward as well. So, uh, I'd say Jesper Bratt and then Nico Heischer are my top two picks for a breakout uh, kind of year. And like I said, if you need a better explanation as to why I picked Jesper Bratt, just watch one of my more recent episodes. So please don't come at me if you are a new listener. Now, looking at Andre Palat, low mains, because Andre Palat is basically going to be one of the leaders of this team just because uh, he's coming from a, a a championship caliber team in the Tampa Bay Lightning. They went to three straight Stanley Cups. They're able to win two of them. Andre Palat is obviously a little older, but he is definitely going to be a vital piece to this organization. So Andre Palat, in my eyes, is going to be on low maintenance going into uh, preseason for New Jersey Devils. And once again, this is just my opinion. This is not based on anything else. I was just inspired by Ryan Novozinski, courtesy of my buddy Jake Wakeley. And now, Jesper Bratt, low maintenance, because Jesper Bratt led our team in points. He led our team in assists. And I think he can definitely get to the same bar as Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes once he is named an all-star. And once he is uh, potentially named an all-star, then that's his breakout year in my eyes. I'm not going to touch on that a little bit more. But you're probably thinking to yourself, wait a minute, why do you have Nico Heischer on high maintenance and Jesper Bratt on low maintenance? Well, the thing is, is like I need our captain full steam ahead. I need him gunning at 100 miles per hour. I need Nico Heischer to get off to a good start to the year, and I need him to finish strong. So he finished off strong really well last year, but the thing was is that he kind of – and this wasn't really his fault. He kind of struggled to get his own points just because his line mates weren't all that good. Now, when we put Jesper Bratt on the second line with him, he was able to do much better. So I want Nico Heischer to take that game to another level because I want Nico Heischer to put his name into the running for the Selkie Award. And uh, given the fact that Jesper Bratt was able to have a career year last year, uh, I think he's only scratched the surface. I want Jesper Bratt to go a little bit easy, but, you know, that's a little iffy. And I get that, you know, some people might disagree with me in that regards, but 
I think I gave a reasonable explanation, which is want Nico Heischer to get off to a good start. I want Jesper Brad to maintain that same consistency that he had last year. And yeah, we go from there. Sharon Govich and Mercer, high maintenance, both of them. I need breakout seasons from them as well. They need to be in that running as well because they, they are going to be vital pieces if we want to be successful this upcoming year. Because the fact of the matter for Sharon Govich and Mercer is that they're going to have to provide a decent chunk of the offense as well. Because one of the things that the New Jersey Devils struggled with last year was depth. And part of it was, you know, Mercer, he played in all 82 games. I'm not going to fault his work ethic, but it just seemed like he was wildly inconsistent. And then the, the same can be said for Sharon Govich. Got off to a slow start, but once Jack Hughes returned, we saw a great surgence from Sharon Govich. Now, here's the thing, and I said this last year, um, Jack Hughes is not always going to be there to bail you out. So you might be on the same line as them, but there might be a time when Jack Hughes, God forbid, gets hurt. So you're going to have to uh, find a way to get your numbers without relying so heavily on Jack Hughes. So uh, when looking at the bottom six, I think everyone should be in high maintenance because it, it, the, the same thing can be said, which is we need more production up and down our lineup. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're new to this team like Hala. I don't care if you're a veteran on this team like Wood. I don't care if you've had past success like Tatar. You need uh, all the production you can potentially get from your bottom six. So that's why I'm picking every bottom six member for Fords to step up their game because we can uh, mix and match a lot of potential players. But how do we get the engine to drive? How do we get it to work? So that's my overall question for the bottom six, which is who's going to be that person? Who's going to be that spark plug? I predict it's going to be Miles Wood. But I think uh, we, we just need to find more spark plugs for our bottom six, just someone who could give us that extra energy. And I think Hala is definitely going to play a factor with that moving forward. Now, let's move over to the defense, shall we? Dougie Hamilton, similar to Nico Heischer. Oh, boy, this is a little tough because he's coming off of injury. Or, or he's not coming off of injury, but he had an injury plagued year last year. Um, but he is one of our better players. I'm going to say similar to Nico Heischer, high maintenance for Dougie Hamilton because I want him to get back on track ASA now. So that way everyone can prove why he was a top free agent just a uh, just about a year ago. And I feel as though he needs to get his name back into the Norris Trophy race. So you need to put him into high mains and you need to train the hell out of him so that way he can get back to what he once was. Because remember, once he suffered that jaw injury, your diet is not the same. He has to eat less. So he's losing muscle mass. You need to get Dougie Hamilton back into the weight room and the offseason was to his time to recover. Now, going into the season, this is the time for Dougie Hamilton to fully just take his game to another level and get back to what he once was with the Carolina Hurricanes. I haven't lost faith in him, but it seems like a lot of people have forgotten about Dougie Hamilton around the NHL world. And, you know, I get that he had sort of a silent year due to the injury and due to him just not doing what he was able to do for the Carolina Hurricanes. But... Dougie Hamilton, in my eyes, is still a top 20 defenseman in this league. Don't forget it. Uh, Siegenthaler and Severson, I would say high maintenance for both of them. Same with Smith and Marino. And Graves, yeah, high maintenance for all our defensemen because they're going to be the huge X factors moving forward. And, the, and it's the same reason that I have for all of them, which is I need to see more production out of Graves 
I need to see more production out of Severson on the defensive side of things. And obviously, Smith and Marino, they're a bit of X factors moving forward. Siegenthaler was our best defenseman, so I'm gonna I'm actually going to change my stance. I'm going to say low maintenance for Siegenthaler just because I think he already has that consistency. And it would be nice if Siegenthaler could develop a shot, but I'm not going to make it a priority. So there's my answer in terms of the overall high maintenance thing. Now let's move over to our goalies. Both of them. High maintenance. Because talk about an X factor. Our goalies were a huge problem last year. So train, train, train them. Get Mackenzie Blackwood back to full strength. Don't overwork them, but get him back to full strength. Vitek Benacek, still a young guy. Still had a solid year with the Washington Capitals. Get the most out of our goalies because they are going to be the people that drive us forward. So that's my overall stance. Let me know what you guys think down below. Who should be in high maintenance? Who should be in low maintenance? Do you agree with some, some of my takes? Do you disagree? If so, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. We are fast approaching the season. Things are getting into full swing. So we need all hands on deck. So what did you guys think about my overall stance about Thomas Hickey? What did you guys think about my overall stance about who should be in high or low maintenance? Here's your guys' thoughts. So hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMap4 or the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. And like I do every episode, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.